Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please refrain from eating or drinking while in the museum. Please remain with your guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. And also, please note that all of our artifacts are authentic, original. Stop looking at that one. Why, why do you, why? No, that, that's just T-Y, that's not T-Y-E, back off. Everybody and welcome to the big grand finale of Discontinued on Display. We are so excited uh, because Matt brought a friend today. Yes, this is so. This is our season two finale. So it is the last episode of season two, but it is a first on the Discontinued on Display podcast. Um, I'm actually surprised it took this long, um, <laughs> seeing as uh, the, our sister podcast, uh, the Beers and Ears podcast. Uh, we have brought on uh, Casey Woolley, my partner in crime over on that podcast. Welcome, Casey. Woo! Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> oh, and uh, early on when we were doing this toys uh, thing, you pretty much reserved this episode. I think so. I think when we uh, either you were telling me you were going to do toys. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was. This came up during when, Home on the Range when I guessed it. I think it did, and, I, and, I, and it might have even been when you were over and we were doing the um, the villainous board game. We might have even talked about it. I can't remember. All I remember is when I, I just said, I said, are you doing Beanie Babies? And, and you both said, oh, we're going to save that for the finale. And I'm like, well, if you want to have a guest, I have probably the most experience with Beanie Babies in my past out of anyone I know, out of anyone you know, um, because I worked at a small little mom and pop shop, sort of, that sold these things. And I was not only someone who sold them, but I was a collector myself and a dealer, and I was in the, the craze of this in high school, all the way from like sophomore year through my, my senior year of high school. So I was like, if you do this, you got to bring me on. So I'm honored to be here. You were a dealer here. in high school. I was. I was. I, I sold the beans. I sold the beans. <laughs> I mean, the, the, some of the things I, I found when I was doing research about the dealers, like, for, I was like, this is this is I, a lot. Like, and I knew they existed. Like, I'd heard the stories. Like, my mom, my mom was somebody who I remember... I feel like once she told me that one day they were going to be worth a lot of money, like I always knew when I was a kid, because I had Beanie Babies, but my mom was always pretty hip. Like she always kind of knew what was going on. And so she's the reason I had them in the first place is because she knew they were a big deal. She knew people were getting them. And then, of course, I was a kid and they were cute, so I wanted more. Mm -hmm. So I always knew that that was a thing people would do. But like to actually meet something like, wow. I'm like a celebrity. A celebrity here. Well, seriously, I have I have so many stories around these things, and it's I don't know how much you guys did, how much you prepared to kind of get in. I know you guys do a lot of research for the show, but you know this idea behind the Beanie Baby that Ty Warner originally had him. Mean, he was a failed businessman. I mean, I don't know if you came across that, but he was a failed businessman. He's actually from Chicago. He still yes. has, he has tie incorporated right here in Oak Brook, Illinois. It's still going. He's actually, um, one, I believe he's top. Is it top 10? No top 10 or top 20 richest man in the men in the country. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And, but this idea was a really novel idea because his first couple ones just didn't go well. And what he wanted is he purposely stuffed these things with these beans, these pellets, but he understuffed them so that you could pose them and that they could be posed in different ways. And that was the appeal. And then the other thing that he did, which made them marketable, was he didn't sell them to retail chains. He sold them only to mom and pop shops. So you could you couldn't get them at a Toys R Us, you couldn't get them at Target, you couldn't get them at a Walmart. You could only get them at the corner gift shop. And that's kind of how I fell into them. So um I worked at a store in Michigan. Matt, you might be familiar with this store. You grew up in Michigan called Gags and Gifts. 
Oh yes, do you remember gags um, and gifts? They had a I, store in Flint. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had they had a store in Flint. I remember that. So I, 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 my mom was the manager there. I would, you know, at the early age of fourteen, I would help her out, and she would pay me in merchandise. And Beanie Babies was one of the things that she paid me in, and um, that which was is a literal of, currency back then. Yeah. It, oh, it absolutely was. And my very first Beanie Baby that I ever got was a was a Beanie Baby called Liberty. Uh, it was a play on the words liberty, and it was a white oh. bear with an American flag on his chest. I later oh, sold, I remember that one. I later sold him to a woman named Dottie for $400. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> holy cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you you tell me where you guys want to go, and I'll, I'll insert some fun so stuff. First off, I just really quickly just to – I Googled it just to, to see it with my own eyes. You can get Liberty – uh, for oh my gosh, uh, there's a used one for two thousand. There's looks like there's let's one for be very uh, clear for a second. Those are not real. Beanie Babies are worth nothing now. I'm going to be very clear. Uh, <laughs> they're they're not worth. Be, anything. Well, I mean, they shouldn't be worth anything, but. So I always I'm trying to make them worth something. Yeah, the, you you the, know I always do a YouTube or not a YouTube dive, um, an eBay dive. Uh-huh. Um, according to my eBay research for Beanie Babies, uh, in this day and age, you can get quite a range on the price of those Beanie yeah. Babies. Um, anything from one whole cent mm-hmm. all the way up oh, wow. to the most sing the, the most expensive single one I saw was nine hundred thousand dollars, and it was guess, the, which one was that? Are you going to guess? Uh, is it the royal blue peanuts? No, it is the Princess Diana one. Yeah, that's how you know it's fake right there. So uh, I'm going to lay in some knowledge here for a second. The rarest Beanie Baby of all, the most expensive, the hardest one to find, um, other than some of the special edition ones, this was a regular one that came out as the original nine, was Peanuts the Elephant. Now, they made two versions of Peanuts the Elephant. There was the light blue version, which came second, that everyone had. But then there was the royal blue Peanuts the Elephant. They only made one run of him. If you have a royal blue Peanuts in your possession, you actually have a Beanie Baby that's worth some money because of its rarity. Everyone thinks Princess Diana is actually, um, in fact, more rare than it really is. So the story behind Princess is simple. Uh, Princess Diana passed away in 1997 uh, in that horrible car crash. As a tribute to her, Ty Warner put together the, the, the royal purple princess with the rose on her chest as a tribute to her. They only allowed 12 princesses per account. So it's basically your little corner shop on the corner. You were only allowed to have 12 of them. That was it. That was all they produced. So I worked for the Gags and Gifts. They had, for 10 stores, they had 10 separate accounts. So they ended up getting 120 of these things. At the time, we were selling them for $500 a piece. We were selling them for $500 a piece. I'll I'll talk about my mall experience in just a couple of minutes. But Princess was going for $500 a piece. What Ty then did the following year was they reproduced her, but they changed the pellets inside of her. So when you look up princess, look for, is it the PVC princess full of the PVC pellets, or is it the PE princess? The PVC princess will typically fetch about 100 to $150. The PE princess is worthless. I'm really now I got to go back and figure out what that was. The most <laughs> one I'd ever the most expensive was a set of 23. I, I didn't see who was in the set, mm. but they were someone selling a set of 23 for like a million bucks. And I'm like, geez, I, I Googled just a second before we hopped on like rarest Beanie Baby just to see what was what was out there. And someone had Curly the Bear as the rarest Beanie Baby. Curly the Bear is one of the easiest to find Beanie Babies. In fact, you couldn't get rid of Curly the Bear. He looked like a piece of fried chicken. It was ridiculous. <laughs> My first Beanie Baby was the cow. Daisy, I believe, was her Ah, name. yes. My grandma yes. got it. My grandma and grandpa got it for me. But like this was like when just when Beanie Babies were becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, here, we we bought this because, you know, you know, as grandparents do, like, oh, someone told me this was the hot toy. And I was like, cool, a stuffed cow. I'm into this. Well, see, the reason why Beanie Babies were so, so, the way, the reason why they struck lightning the way they did, and I don't know, I don't know what, what you researched or whatever, but the intersection of small, affordable, 
cute toy that grandmothers can give to their kids and kids can take their allowance in and buy for five or six bucks because I'm going to be very honest, Ty put rules on actual legit dealers and said, you can't sell these then for more than X amount. So for that reason, what would happen is, is the black market developed. Well, what also was developing at the end of the 1990s, it was kind of just becoming a huge thing with kids of our generation. What was it? We're eBay, using it right now. The internet? The internet. <laughs> Ty was one of the very first re- or, um, wholesalers to create a website for its product. Ty.com. said they are the first, that he was the very first. Was one it the first? Okay. I knew it was one yeah, of the same, first. Which is why I, it was I, a huge deal is he was the first one to like. I remember I got the internet in 1998 or 1997 and on my compact Presario down in the basement, yes. I remember visiting Ty.com. And anybody listening to this podcast who's been to that website way back in the 90s, it was the rainbow background, yes. comic sans font. It was, it, it seriously screamed. All you got to do is go to the Wayback Machine and type in tie.com from 1997. You'll know what I'm talking about. But what Ty figured out was that this was only going to last for so long. So he had to do something to basically scare up supply and demand. He knew the demand was there. So what he utilized was his website and said, all right, I'm going to start to retire these things at random, at random. You're never going to know when it's going to happen. I'll announce it on the website. And when they're gone, they're gone. I mean, really, it's it's interesting how you know, he, he's he's this failed businessman. I use failed in quotes because the stuff that he's doing is is incredibly clever. I mean, the, the everything in business of selling products is about supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it boils down to that where if you can get a lot of demand and then you can either A, increase your supply or you can have a finite supply and that then creates more of the craze. And the idea of retiring things, I mean, this is something that, that I mean, Disney did with the Disney vault where it was, let's put this movie away into the Disney vault and oh, look, it's coming back out again. And so there was this craze of, which now with Disney plus seems like such a weird phenomenon that like there was a <laughs> Disney movie that we couldn't have access to. Like what a mm-hmm. weird, what a weird thing. But yeah, the, the, I had similar, all my research popped up exactly what you said, Casey, that, that it was something that kids can get with their allowance money. And I do think that some of it too was the charm of, it wasn't just a monkey or it wasn't just an elephant. It had a name. It had a mm-hmm. birthday. It had a little poem that went with mm-hmm. it. Not at first though. That's the funny thing about it. At first they were just the regular heart tags, the heart tags that had just the to and from logo. They didn't, they had the name, but that poem and birthday was the brainchild of one of his marketing interns. I want to say to come up with that birthday and poem to do exactly what you just described. This is my bongo, the monkey who was born on this date, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember, I think I still have it probably, the anteater that um, was born on my birthday. I don't remember ah. the anteater's name, but um, but he was born on my birthday. And that was a big deal, like find the one that was born yeah. on my birthday. And that was yeah. like my one of my personal favorites. So I think yeah. if you collected them, you probably knew which one was born. Because mine was Scotty the dog was born on my birthday, August 13th. Chris, do you know which Beanie Baby was born on your birthday? I don't. I know which one was my favorite. What what's your, your favorite? What's your birthday, Chris? June 15th. That better get me uh, fan birthday gifts from Let's our multiple, multiple fans <laughs> here at Discontinued Display. Um, my favorite one was the multicolored worm. I don't know what his name was. I, yes. called, I called him Wormy. <laughs> I and think he, it was like Inchy or something like nope, that. Nope. His name was Wormy, and I will go to court on that one. <laughs> You know what? I have to stand corrected. I thought for sure Scotty the dog was born on August 13th, but he was not. Gumball the unicorn was. Actually, Scotty the dog was born on June 15th. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds of that? That is crazy. Scotty. I swear uh... for sure that he was. But I I did like Scotty. I remember he was this little little black, little black curly type dog. He was adorable. Pretty sure either me or my sister had them. Yeah. Had him. Yeah, I never had that one. 
Yeah. Like I, so, I look at it and promise I never had him. I, yeah, I, I remember was, having a cute. I remember having a ton of these as a kid. So I had I, I played a um, bunch of games with my Beanie Babies. Like I probably had a, a, a ton of them because we found a local shop that for a while nobody knew about. <laughs> I have stories. And so, um, you know, it was easy to walk in and like, oh, Beanie Babies are in stock. So we'll grab a couple. And then once that shop, you know, people figured out that it was there, then that was over. But, so here, yeah. here's the thing with this. So they were introduced in 1993. Mm-hmm. So my mom was working for Gags and Gifts at the time. Nine and three, I was ten years old, so I wasn't working with her at the time. But she would, she brought a couple home. That's how I got Liberty. It was, it was, kind of. A, I think it was a birthday gift I got when I was ten. Anyway, fast forward a couple of years. Um, by nineteen ninety six, really nineteen ninety six, these Beanie Babies had sat around and did nothing. Nobody bought them they, they were taking up space i remember there was this like pyramid display in the center of the store and and mom had them priced at like four dollars a piece or something and then they they went nowhere well then this first wave of retirements happened which they retired basically almost all of the original nine and if you do any research on the original nine you'll you'll see that these are some of the rarest ones out there and they're still hard to find they even had a collection of of if you look at the teddy bears they've created over the year, uh, over the years, you'll see that there were what are called old face teddies and new face teddies. So old face teddies had kind of a, an elongated nose and kind of a, a less wide head. Those ones they were coming in six different colors. They were very rare as well. I tell you all this because by the time it got crazy by the time that these these waves started to come and you started getting the things like garcia the bear and lefty and righty for the 96 presidential election yes and, and remember those so Ugh. i had a bunch of these um my mom started to develop a following at at her store to the point that there would be people that would come in and she would recognize them and and she would put certain ones aside for them and they would call and say can you put these new ones aside or whatever but it got to a point where it became stalkerish. People would literally follow around UPS trucks to the stores, wait for them to deliver their goods, and then wait in the store for the stuff to get unboxed. They would follow around our delivery drivers, the ones that would come from our warehouse, because our warehouse, they would get delivered there often. And then they would go out to all the stores. So our warehouse was based in Livonia, Michigan. And I remember I worked there one summer. This was like 99, 2000, probably. The one aisle that housed the Beanie Babies, they had to cage it all around and put a cage on top because of employee theft. Anyway, these people would <laughs> these people would follow our drivers. So one day we got the shipment of Beanie Babies in from the UPS drivers. And I've got probably 30 people in this store. Matt, the store is about half the size of what the Disney store was. Oh, it, so just, and, and, just picture that. Well, all those mom and pop toy stores are small footprint. And they're getting antsy. They're getting, they're getting like, come on, bring them out, bring them out. So I'm wheeling these things out. <laughs> on a dolly i've got four or five boxes high and they used to come packed in 12 packs in plastic and then there were usually like six or ten 12 packs per box i'm opening these boxes as fast as i can slice the box open open it up pull them out and just kind of i was throwing the bags at people letting them do it well i was moving so fast i sliced my finger oh so i can honestly say that Beanie Babies scarred me for life. I still have a scar on my right or my left middle finger right here. I'm looking at it from when I sliced my finger. It probably could have used stitches, but I kept going. I grabbed a piece of tissue paper from the box, put it on, and kept going. Oh, that's going. not sanitary. I know it wasn't, but these people weren't going to wait. They couldn't give a you-know-what. So Beanie Babies scarred me for life. That's how crazy it got, guys. That's how crazy it got. The the craziness that I because because I was I was so young you know late nineties I was I was I was only like nine or ten years old so I wasn't like going out shopping really but the craze that I remember was when McDonald's got the teeny Beanie Baby toys teeny beanies yep um I remember those, Chris I remember I do I had to, a few yeah I had a couple. 
but they were another one that were like hard to get and going to a McDonald's was just mass chaos. Like I it remember was. being being in my local McDonald's, which we frequented, being like, what in the world? This is just a madhouse. Holy cow. People would go, people would go and buy Happy Meals, buy, because you were limited to like you could get five or 10 Happy Meals or whatever. My mom witnessed somebody on Ford Road in Canton buy 10 Happy Meals grab the Beanie Babies from them and throw the food out the window on Ford Road. Like, <laughs> it was complete chaos. And these things were chintzy, the teeny beanies. Yeah, they were they, like polyester. Like, they they were really chintzy. Um, they, in fact, uh, McDonald's, about 10 years ago now or so, they had, like, a Toys Through the Years promo where they kind of brought back some retro toys. One of them was the teeny beanie. I remember that, that they, mm-hmm. they I think brought... it was Pat, Patty I, the I Platypus. Oh man! See, I, I, I this is bringing back. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, we had a lot of them. So, so I mean, it, the the craze was. I mean, these were going to be valuable. Like you got to save these. I remember you got to buy the tag protectors. You mm-hmm. put them in the display cases. Don't play with them. Keep them in mint condition because these are going to be worth something. Well, beyond that, a whole black market formed in two ways there was a black market for the sale of the beanie babies but there was a black market for verification and making them verified authentic so to that point so the black market for selling them people would come in much like happen is happening with disney right now where people go in and buy and sell on ebay well Mm -hmm. ebay really didn't exist at this point yet it kind of did but it didn't so resellers would come in retailers would oftentimes not have a limit. I know we didn't have a limit. Our owner was like, sell them, get rid of them. So they would come in and and I'm not joking. They'd buy 300 of these at a time. There was a place in the Westland mall called Johnny Rockets. (laughs) They bought them from all of our stores and they sold them. So we sold them for $5. They sold them for 20 and people would buy these things at Johnny Rockets for 20 bucks, like the, the regular ones. And then the more expensive ones, they would raise up in price. Well, the, the retailer figured this out, including my, my people I worked for. And um, one Christmas, the Christmas of the Princess Diana, we rented a kiosk in the mall, the Livonia Mall. I remember this like it was yesterday. And we we leased it under a different name other than gags and gifts. We leased it under whatever the name was so that Ty wouldn't know it was us. And we would take the Beanie Babies that we were selling for $5 or $10 at our stores. And we would bring them into and sell them at this, um, this kiosk. I worked it on, I don't think it was Christmas Eve, but I want to say it was the Saturday before Christmas with my mom. People were coming up to this kiosk and dropping one thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars in cash, purchasing these hard to find Beanie Babies, the new ones of the seasons, the Santa Claus, the the pumpkin, you know, whatever they were of the season, quackers, you know, all these things. And then the owner would come by about every three hours, and basically he'd take the cash, put it in his shopping bag, and walk out. <laughs> like it was, it was <laughs> mass chaos. Like we didn't even take credit cards; it was just cash only cash only $500 for, for a princess bear, you know, this thing over here, I, I think I sold 10 or 15 grand just myself. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but the thing about it. So the other thing was the black market for the authentic authenticity counterfeit beanie babies sprung up everywhere. So it's good to know that here in this museum, we only have the authentic ones. Only have authentic ones. I don't Except for that one that says TYE. Just ignore it. Yeah, that. I don't put I don't put garbage in my museum. I almost screamed. Oh, oh hang your... on, hang on, Casey. Your museum? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Who's the grandfather of the father of the great grandfather of the father? Are we really bringing this back? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I thought I was waiting for Casey to sing a Beanie Baby song because that's what we've been doing the past few episodes is singing. <laughs> That's true. Uh, that's true. I can't um, sing a song, but I can tell you there was a magazine called Mary Beth's Beanbag World. Oh, my God. Of course oh. there was. At one point, was. it was actually called Mary Beth's Beanie World, but Ty sued them, so they had to change it to Beanbag World. Oh, wow. Yeah. it was. That was the official go-to magazine of the era. Because, again, the internet was still there, but it, it wasn't as big as it is now. That was like you If you wanted the official listings of how much Beanie Babies were worth, Mary Beth's Beanbag World was it. it. It had the inside scoop. I'm not surprised you sued because everything I, for some reason, the past few episodes, like I found some like 
horrible things about people in in regards to these products and ty was a horrible horrible human being like there's there's stories that like when his father passed away he like wouldn't tell his sister for a week so he could clear out all the antiques from his dad's house Mm -hmm. and that he was like abusive to his employees and that like i think my favorite one that i read which was weird is that like he took a friend's daughter out but said she had to get like like to like just like take her out for the day and like watch her but she had to get money from her parents to pay for her own ice cream at the peak of his oh my god at the peak of his like well during the beanie baby it craze. doesn't surprise me though the man was horrible he never gave interviews chris he never gave interviews he 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 was quite and that's what made him so elusive everybody thought that he was this this mad genius like, it, a, willy, frankly, like a willy wonka type almost yeah like, this, like ooh, the intrigue it really was though that's the thing it's like there was and again because we didn't have the internet this this organic craze that just came out of nowhere i mean no one could explain it nobody could figure it out but I will give Ty credit. He knew it would come to an end at some point. So he made the choice to end it himself. So did you guys read up on the on the end? Well, I know that he initially he pulled the plug in 1999. Yes. And that really rubbed everyone the wrong way. Well, he did. So he, he, he decided that he was going to end Beanie Babies. And he was going to do it with the bear called The End. I actually have one downstairs that goes out with my Christmas decorations every year. And and he he's this black bear, and it's got a firework on his chest, and it just says The End. But what he did, if he would have just ended it there, it actually wouldn't have been a big deal. What he did was he immediately turned around and ran a poll on his website and says, well, is this really The End? do you want to see Beanie Babies come back? And this huge poll went out and, and everyone said, yes, we want to see them come back. And almost instantaneously, like the week after there was the new line of Beanie Babies. And it started with the one that was called the beginning. And it was, mm-hmm. it was like a white bear with stars all over. And I have that one too. Um, but it was at that point that the novelty wore off. Like, I think he could have probably gone with it a couple more years, but because he did that marketing stunt, people got fed up with him. People were pissed. Well, Cause I can understand that where you end it. And then should this come back? It's like, are puppies <laughs> cute? Like, yes, of course. Like, um, and that, that is a stunt that, okay, it's, it's ending. So I rushed to get them. And then a week later, yeah, it's not. Oh well, I'm done with this, and and now it just is, the novelty has warmed off, worn off. And I do think in everything, knowing when to stop. I mean, how often do we see this with uh, TV shows that go on like just two seasons too long? They jump and, the shark, <laughs> and yeah, they, they jump the shark, or like where it, just like you know, this could have ended two seasons ago. Um, you know, movie franchises that decide to make another sequel that, gosh, just didn't need to be made. Pirates of the Caribbean. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to start an argument here, but Toy Story 4. No, <laughs> yep, Toy Story 4 should not have happened. No, Story 4, Toy Story 4 is the best of the four. False. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it definitely beats out number one. It could have been. It beats out a, number two. Three, it could have easily uh, okay. been two, maybe three short films. And their shorts were amazing. The Toy I Story know. shorts are great. I liked four. If you would like maybe. to hear more of this argument, head on over to the Beers and Ears podcast. Casey and I did a whole yes, Toy Story episode we on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to know, Matt, what is your favorite of the four Toy Stories? It's to- Toy Story 3. Mm. It's three. Minus two. See, I don't like two. I tried two. Yeah. two two's rough. Interesting. Anyway, yes, you're right though. People, you have to know when to quit. And 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 he 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 did, but then he didn't. And he introduced this whole. And they went on for several more years. And then what happened is right around 2007, another small little plush came out from a company that was not Thai. You guys know what that was? I saw something in t- about 2008. There being beanies. Like 2.0. I'm going to get to that. Okay, I'm going to tell so you what. I don't, I don't know this. You do. You, you do know. You, 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 oh, is it? That, it's called the Webkin. Oh, called Webkins. Webkins. So yes. Webkins came out 
from, I believe they were Garub, if I'm not mistaken. I, I didn't look that up. But Webkins came out, and what Webkins offered was not only the cute little plush, but the online community experience completely like just trashed Beanie Babies at that point. Beanie Babies was already struggling. They were starting to bring franchises on like Disney and, and SpongeBob and some other stuff. And so they said, all right, we're going to reinvent. And that's when they came out with the Beanie Babies 2.0, Chris, which was basically Webkin's idea, which was you get the cute plush and then the online experience. That has since been shuttered. And now it's just Beanie Babies. And they've, they've branched out to some other things. There's been Beanie Boos, which is the big eyed ones that are out mm-hmm. there. At the height of it, they actually had something called Beanie Buddies. Did you guys look that up? Did you guys see about those? No, I didn't see uh, anything about Beanie Buddies. I... I feel like I remember this. <laughs> These were larger versions of Beanie Babies. Yes. They were, so, but here's the thing: they build them as the next thing. They were they were almost like four times the cost, but they were made with a particular type of fabric that Ty had patented called Tylon. That was supposed to be the softest fabric around. And they were soft. They were cute. But they were all the buzz. The Beanie Buddies, the Beanie Buddies, the Beanie Buddies. And they came out. What was cool about them is they came out with, like, some of the rare Beanie Baby versions. They came out with Beanie Buddies. So, like, that Royal Blue Peanut I talked about, they made a Beanie Buddy of him. So, if you didn't have the Beanie Baby, you could have the Beanie Buddy. And then what they did is major collectors would have the Buddy, the Baby, and the Teeny Beanie. And, and they would all be together, and, and it was cute. So um, they were cute. They were definitely a novelty, and, and they were an offshoot, but they did not have the same appeal as well, the Beanie It Baby. just didn't. I mean, like you said, I mean, it was just this. It's almost a little bit of an unexplainable. It is. How it just came out. I mean, we can look back, obviously, with 2020 Vision and go, okay, this was clearly a good move. This was a good move. This was a good move. But how many toys are cheap and go to just mom and pop shops and have fun, you know, fun branding and our limited release and do, do nothing. Mm-hmm. And this just captivated us for a, quite a long time. Like this was a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Did, did you guys, Chris, this might appeal to you. Did you guys hear about the urban legends of the Beanie Babies? No, same oh. more. Oh yes. The, the biggest thing I found out was about the soap star that invested in them for his college, like his oh, kids' God. college fund, yes. and he still oh. has a bunch left over. And he, oh. like, essentially, he wasted all his money. Yeah, I, 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 I made I made my money back by selling the ones I sold: Lefty Righty, Liberty Garcia, and a couple others. I think I ended up getting like eight hundred thousand dollars in totality. I, I, so I made all my money back, and then all the ones that I had left over, I kept the ones that I wanted that meant something, and then donated the rest to a LGBTQ charity a few years back. So hmm. uh, where we did baskets. So it was kind of cool. That's no, nice. there was a bunch of urban legends. One of which I still to this day, remember that um, <laughs> apparently Ty Warner was so evil that mm-hmm. those were not plastic pellets inside the Beanie Babies. They were spider eggs and they were going to, Oh, I remember they, that. They were going to bait, uh, born baby spiders that were going to come out of these beanie babies and attack you <laughs> i remember that um that, that started being spread around when i was in high school and people yeah. were like, you have your beanie babies like spiders are going to come out and i have minor arachnophobia and i was <laughs> not about How that life did, what did that not become if that was if that rumor came out today some director would like make that into a movie right now like how is that not a late <laughs> 80s horror film right um, it probably is it's probably like a like a like a b horror a c horror film that's out there right now that that we're missing but um oh my but goodness. no i it, it's just it, i think what fascinates me most about just overall thinking back at this time is would beanie babies have been as popular without being in tandem running alongside parallel the birth of the internet i mean that was if you think about that time, I know Matt, you were only you were only you know nine or ten. I was in high school. I was in junior high, moving into high school. I got my compact presario, like I said. I, that time period was like a period of exploration online, and Ty was right there alongside of it and embraced that technology. They're one of the very first, like you said, Chris, the first to put their website out there. It's interesting to think had that not happened, would would they have been as popular as they are now? Or as they were. 
I did games on the internet. That was like my big, ooh, look, I can play internet games. <laughs> yeah, I never got really involved in the product that matched with the online stuff. I had some friends who were really into Neopets and stuff like that, but like, I, I did like, I, I would go to CartoonNetwork.org and play their like silly games that match with their TV shows. How old are you? Uh, twenty nine. I would I would have been, I was alive during the internet like I was alive. No no no. I, that, that, but so you're 29 though. So that that's what I'm saying. You grew up. You're mm-hmm. 10 years younger. I, I even find this with Nate, my partner. Like, you know, he's six years younger. That even though he's only six years younger, and Matt, you and I aren't that far apart. But it, it's like, still like our, it's enough. Our, well, and we talk about this in with movies where movies that really mean something to me. I think this is this is why Toy Story three because again, like we, me and Chris, we grew up with yeah. Andy. Whereas I like, went to I graduated high school the same year Toy Story three came out. Yeah, like see that would make sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I just remember being in college, like, oh my gosh, this movie, like Toy Story three, hit us. Whereas you were already in adulthood yep. to where like that really wasn't as prevalent toy story three when it came out i was dating nate that was 2009 right Mm -hmm. 2009 so i mean or 2010 like we were already dating at that point like i was way out of high school i wasn't at that time frame in my life but that's what i'm saying i think the internet we have very different experiences about the internet you all might not remember you know aol and using chat rooms and like i remember i was part of a beanie baby chat room and we used to talk beanie babies in chat rooms like it was like that kind of message boards oh my god message boards you you guys probably don't even know what a message board is oh yeah those Um, still exist okay Uh, i think they're, (laughs) they're called forums now but at the time they were literally called message boards and 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 everything was just I, I will tell you how old I am when it comes to the internet. There was a book published at my store alongside Beanie Babies. <laughs> it was a book. It was about this thick. It was probably about an inch and a half thick. Top 500 websites to visit. <laughs> it was a book that was published <laughs> that gave a summary of websites to visit in the late 90s. Like that. That's how old the internet is to me. I want to know what's in that book. Yeah. I wish I could find it. I mean, it, there were some interesting, like, you know, it was like cooks.com and I think tie.com was actually in there um, because of, of its, its history. But I, I just, like I said, I think the two being parallel together had a huge influence. I, I could see that. Um, I think also that the marketing technique of of retiring something really helped. I think he stumbled upon something. Because my understanding of how he came across that was that he had this other, like, lamb product that was, like, plush that was not part of the Beanie Baby line. And it was really popular in hospital gift shops. And one day there was a shipping issue or a manufacturing issue, and they just stopped getting them, and people started getting really upset. But when, like, they used the term, oh, this, this has been retired, everyone was like, oh, uh-huh. Okay. And that's like when he saw like that that was a great idea and then introduced it in with the Beanie Babies, which caused the hullabaloo that that caused. Yeah. Well, he had other lines, too. Like you said, he had just his regular Thai plush, which pre- predated this. There was also the Thai classics, and they were same size as Beanie Babies, but they weren't stuffed with pellets. They were stuffed with stuffing, and their legs and arms were posable. I have a couple of those, actually. Um, and they said tie plastic on the on the on the um, on the hang tag. I had one of those. I had a dog of one of those. It, I will tell you, one of the biggest pet peeves that I had when people would come in, would they would come in, they would go, "Do you have any Beanie Babies?" And I'd say, "Yeah, which ones?" Well, I only want the Ty Beanie Babies. I'm like, "Do you mean the Thai Beanie Babies?" No, Ty. <laughs> you mean Thai, right? No. T-Y. I'm like, it's not T-Y. It's Thai. There's no dots in between the T and the Y. It, Why this, are you... this is the same thing, though, with, like, at the Disney store. Oh, my every... God. I was going to say, that's a Disney store argument, like, like if I've ever heard one. Every Christmas. Well, this, this, uh, the Beauty and the Beast tea set. Uh, this, this, uh, this, this one is chipped. Well, yeah, that's, that's chip. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's chipped. Yeah, that's that's the character. The character. Like, like it, it's, I it's, don't remember that argument. Oh, oh my really? gosh, I don't remember that one. But oh. it is definitely something I could see happening. Oh, well, you know, speaking year. of the Disney Store, they hopped on this bandwagon too. When Beanie Babies were introduced, the Disney Store introduced 
the Disney bean bags. Yeah. So the, yeah. the the little tiny you know eight inch or six inch bean bags that they had, you know, they introduced them as well. In fact, some of the Disney ones from the Disney store, the originals actually are worth a little bit of money because they're hard to find, and they were more beanie in nature. And, and they're Disney. And they're Disney. Well, they they you know, continued through the closing of the Disney stores this year. I mean, they were still beanbags. I mean, what were they, $8 when you bought two or more? Or $10 yeah, like, I mean, they, or they, were, they were a pretty reasonable price. Yeah. yeah. Are you I talking have... about the mini plushes? Well, they were the mini beanbags. Yeah, mini beanbags. Oh, I don't think I ever really, like, processed that those were, like, beanbag plush. I yeah. just considered them irritating because it was difficult to shove them when I needed to push <laughs> plush into the wall. They were always, they were their, their abbreviation was MBB, mini beanbag. Oh, I, <laughs> me like all the plush, they were very irritating. Well, I don't know, man. I will tell you, I remember my very first shift at the Disney store. They put me down that plush aisle, and I came home from work, and Nate's like, "What'd you do today?" I'm like, "I got to play with plush." Like it was the coolest <laughs> thing until you do it twice, and then you go never yeah. again. Okay, that's a really good story because my my team tried to butter me up and was like, "Oh, Chris, like it's it's really hard. You're so good at it. You're so good." And I'm like, "Calm <laughs> yourself, Janelle. I know you just." Don't I know you don't want to do I know you're trying to sucker me into this. I'm no Which fool. one did you work at? You work at uh Fox Valley? Yes, and okay. Oakbrook. I started okay. at Oakbrook and then left and then went to five four three. Ah, uh, okay. All right. That's yeah. hilarious. So I, I'm pretty sure my mom has the original Winnie the Pooh mini bean bags. So yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, Neor. And I have all seven dwarves. They gifted those to me. So I have the seven dwarves mini bean bag plush that were I'm pretty sure original or close to original and um i also have a flubber beanie uh, oh yeah really yeah so that was okay this, this is a, a, a i still have it it's upstairs in my kids room um because i had to save it so this is what i wanted for christmas i saw it in the disney store in flint michigan and i wanted this flubber mini beanbag <laughs> plush and my i told my parents I'm like i gotta have this and so we were in the we were in the Disney store and my mom walked out with a bag and I saw a green blob in it and I was like what's that? <laughs> and she quick <laughs> hit it and uh, and she spent the next like month and a half convincing me that I was not going to get this. Uh, and, like, Christmas morning Flubber was in my stocking, but um, I am convinced that Flubber was Disney's answer to Nickelodeon's Gak. Do you remember well, No, Gak? Flubber's older than there was I, I just saw something about this coincidentally. I do remember Gak, but Flubber is older than the Disney movie. Is it? Like it's something it was something else. It's some old there's some old Flubber toy from a long time really? ago. Really? Interesting. I was just I, I just always assumed because of the way it looked, it was the answer to to Nickelodeon's Gak, the green you guys remember yeah. Gak, the thing oh, that yeah. was in that yeah, container, yeah. and you would go, and it would make the weird sounds. I think it might have been. I think that I, I feel like it was one of those like we haven't touched this in a very long time. No remembers <laughs> this, uh, but I, Chris, I, I, I will mean, make sure to get you a picture of Flubber and these mini please. bean bags. The other thing that I need uh, to my parents probably have a picture of this. So I'm gonna have to get on them. Uh, I went as a beanie baby for Halloween. No, I need that picture for the it beers and ears podcast. Has to go on Insta. I, 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 so it was a, it was, I went as the monkey bongo. Oh! And so what, this was the costume of the year. So what you could do is you, you made the costume and then it had pockets in it. So you could put your beanie babies in the pockets oh. and take them trick or treating with you. Oh so my bongo God. The monkey, who is currently sleeping with my one-year-old. Uh, that's the toy she wanted to, to cuddle with today, Bongo the monkey. And he sat in my pocket on my chest. And then I think the moose sat in one of my legs. And I don't remember the other ones oh, that I took. God, his name was Chocolate the Moose. I Chocolate, yes. Oh, my gosh. I just You just unlocked a memory. I had a beanie bubby, buddy. Yeah? Which one? I had this green moose with, like, two different colored antlers. Huh. I called him Moosey. I don't know if you start. I think we're starting to realize I have a very specific naming theme with my stuffed animals. Yeah. So, my God, how old would I? I might have been 10. It was one of those things. I was 10. People brought, you know, like when it was your birthday, you'd bring in something for the whole class, you'd bring in cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. We had this kid who was, I think he had, I think it was diabetic or it was something like that. Oh, maybe, maybe it wasn't then. Maybe I was eight. Doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. But instead, this kid who had wealthy parents, Brought in a beanie buddy for everybody. 
<laughs> we all got a beanie buddy because he couldn't like he couldn't bring in snacks for the class. This was their answer. But I, I remember this green moose because like all of a sudden I'm sitting here and you're talking about a beanie baby moose and I'm like I had a big moose. It had the yeah. tie thing on it. Wait wow. a minute, it must be this thing. The bigger Beanie Babies? Yeah, I totally had one of those. Did you know that Beanie Babies branched off into cards, too? They had playing Trading cards? cards? Trading cards, yeah. Ooh, cool. They had trading cards, and, and you basically could have a picture of the Beanie Baby if you didn't have the Beanie Baby. And they had chasers. I, I, I got into that craze. I have a whole box about that thick of them. Oh, that I'm, a, I'm a sucker worthless. for cards. Oh yeah, they were gosh. cool. They were very I'm cool back then. I, I remember those. They, they, they did so. I was a member of the Beanie Baby fan club, so I got the first Beanie Baby bear called Clubby. <laughs> and then they made Clubby 2. And then Clubby <laughs> three, and then Clubby four, wow. and then Clubby five. Wow! I have all of them. And then you talked about jumping the shark earlier, kind of like you know when you got to cut it, make a quit. When they made the color your own beanie baby, you kind of know it's it's time to kind of time to move on. I do have one floating around here somewhere, a color your own beanie baby. But Damn. how many beanie yeah. babies do you have? I don't have a lot anymore. At the time when like I what, like peak. What was your peak amount peak of Beanie Babies? Beanie count, I would say, was probably 300. Oh, wow. really? <laughs> probably 300, I'd say. Yeah, I had I had, I mean, I had, every single one of them you could have possibly met. Again, I was caught up in the fr- fr- the craze, and I was a dealer. I So I will tell you, so my school store started selling Beanie Babies. This would have been my junior year, so I would have been 16. So... 1999-2000, they started selling Beanie Babies. It was called The Gantry, John Glenn High School, Westland, Michigan. Anyway, I remember I was at my other store, the store I worked at, Gags and Gifts, and I was talking to some of the Beanie Baby people. I was like, oh, yeah, my school store got them. I, I can get all the new ones whenever I want them, whatever. No lie, these adult collectors who were in their 50s started showing up to my school store on lunch break, wow, buying that, these damn things. That tells you what time of or what time like time in our history yeah. you went to high school. That's what I'm saying. They, they just <laughs> walked right in. High school if you don't have a kid who goes there. Uh uh-uh, They walked right in. They could buy. So then what they ended up doing because what they, what the gantry found was that only the new ones were selling. So they started putting restrictions. And so if you wanted to buy a new release, you had to buy two old ones at the same time. I remember when they first got a new release, this was the year they released Santa Claus, um, uh, the, the pumpkin, I can't remember his name. There was a couple other ones. I didn't have cash on me that day. And I missed out on getting the new ones. And I felt like my world had crumbled. So I ended up taking, I ended up saving up $100 in $20 bills, folding them up behind my school ID and leaving them in my wallet in case Beanie Babies ever came to the school store. And every day I checked. And sure enough, one day they were there again and I was able to buy them. I had to buy the old ones too, but I got them. I got them. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a, what a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Um, oh, oh man. man! So I, I I feel like at this point uh, we. Well, I have always... a challenge for you, real quick. Oh yes, please. So, so okay, no. So you guys always do this thing on your show where you guys determine whether or not the item should come back, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't do that with this one because technically the items are here; They're, they still exist. Beanie Babies still exist. They they never officially have gone away. So my challenge to you, or my question to you, is, and, and would love to hear both of your reasonings. Do you think there will ever be a product with the hysteria that Beanie Babies had, like it had for as long as it had, ever again? What do you think it could be? I think yes, 110%. Yes, there could be something. Um, I think it's going to be a... Like, I mean, Funko Pops like blew oh, up yeah. pretty big. And I don't know. I Obviously, they didn't get to that point, but I think we have the... Uh, ability as a culture to get there again it's just like the the stars have to align like when the moon is in the seventh house and jupiter aligns with mars <laughs> kind of a thing They're, that's the closest we're going to get to singing this time um something will happen and it'll be you know it'll be i think at this point funko pops are too big i think they've jumped the shark and therefore i don't think they can accomplish mm-hmm. that but like Agreed. It's well, going to be something well, in that vein. You know, they've jumped a shark when it's like, here's a Funko Pop of Shaquille O'Neal. I'm like, why really? do I That's need a Funko Pop shark? of Shaquille O'Neal? Not, not like um, a McDonald's cup 
as yeah. jumping the shark. Yeah. That, Box Lunch has a whole McDonald's collection now. I do not understand. I, I mean, we walked in there. I do not understand why why people want to buy a McDonald's uniform shirt. I just don't understand it. I don't. If I I know it exists. If I ever find, if I ever find Funko Pop Grimace, Matt, I'm buying him for you. Oh, no oh boy. Buying him for me too, but I'm also buying him for yes. you. I mean, yeah. I mean, at some point when I get around to learning how to make wine, it's going to be gonna make Pinot and a Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go through a lot of red tape with McDonald's. You guys are making me grimace right now. <laughs> um, I, what do you I'm think, gonna, Matt? I am going to say I feel like the answer should be yes, but I'm going to say no, and here's my reasoning. Okay. We now are way more aware of collections and how like okay well i have to collect something and i'm going to collect something and keep it stowed away because it might be valuable i i think the yeah. big part of this is that really wasn't a culture so much in the 90s i mean yeah you had like cards like baseball cards and and i was gonna say pokemon cards, cards and, and i think pokemon are very cards. good equivalent to this yeah, yeah it's funny is they're still they're still going strong too yeah. i mean pokemon cards are still very much a, a huge. I, I th- but the thing about Pokemon cards though is they have a game component where yeah. Beanie Babies didn't have that, right? Same with like Magic the Gathering. Like there's a game component there where where Beanie Babies, like Beanie Babies. When I think about like pop culture and some of the toys that you have highlighted on this show this season, in in the craze of like the Furby. Um, I'm really shocked you guys didn't do Tickle Me Elmo, but Tickle Me Elmo, like that was another one that was a huge craze. Always will Cab- come around again, and we'll Cabot- have, we'll hit Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch Kids were another one long before I was ever born. Cabbage Patch Kids were probably one of the originator toys. We've talked about Cabbage Patch Kids. That episode just hasn't dropped yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we're peeking we're getting the curtain. We, we're filming this before the full season has come. Okay. Out. There it is. So my point is though, like there are only select toys that have have done it through the years and when you look at them it's almost like matt just said they start out innocently enough not as collector's toys or collector's items but they become collector's items and i just matt i think you're right i almost think social media and the internet and web 2.0 if you will has made it to the point that we are so aware of what it is to be collectible that just because somebody says it's collectible doesn't make it collectible you know what i mean it almost has to be something that isn't supposed to be collectible that becomes collectible for again like the stars aligning Mm -hmm. and then now this is what what triggers the the craze of it but yeah I, i mean i guess the only thing i can liken it to is what happened with frozen in 2013 where you talk to Disney store cast members, you you all included. Uh, if you, I don't think you were working at this time. Maybe you were, but um, I think I came right after the movie. I was the year after. I was in 2014. So. But you talk to cast members. They say that stuff sat. It mm-hmm. sat there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, that movie came out and the craze begun. Now that's different because you know there's a movie attached to it. Well, like, M- Mickey Memories is another one. That first yeah, that's two, true. two or three Mickey Memories plush and stuff sat there, and then boom. And then Disney Store tried to replicate it with the Wisdom Collection the following year, which was a flop. Yeah. The Wisdom Collect- but then the Minnie Mouse plush, which was based on the attractions, came out, and that's been a huge thing ever since. And I, again, I think it's it, it's so weird. I, trying to catch lightning in a bottle, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't know how you do it, and I, t- I I agree with both your points, and that's what aggravates me because I agree with you, Chris, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, Matt, because I think there is the possibility, but will we ever see it again? Who knows? Because the aggravating thing is, I can come up with a toy right now. Give me five minutes, I'll come up with a collectible toy. Yeah. And what? Okay, what do I have to do to, to get this to be the craze? <laughs> I mean, somebody at one point friggin' marketed the pet rock, so yeah. clearly <laughs> you can market whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, <laughs> what a what a what a end to the to the season here. Uh, I hope I did okay. Oh, oh you did amazing! You were yeah, a wonderful. Yeah, did just guest. fine. I, honestly, I did. You I did the bar. less oh, boy. research because you because I was just like Casey's just gonna like give us great stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I gave you every single one of them that I could think of. I don't I don't think there's any other ones out there. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I thanks. told you, I had a plethora of experience with that stuff. Yeah. So, so thanks so much for coming on and being our first guest. I, I appreciate you. I mean, your show is awesome. I mean, I absolutely love your show. And if I'm not mistaken, Matt, I believe we're going to, um, we're going to run this as a special episode in our feed too, correct? Yeah. So we're taking uh, some time off around the holidays, um, you know, and just with how Christmas and New Year's falls. Um, and, you know, like we're, we're, we are, we are people. <laughs> we are. Are we, uh, are we and, peoples too? <laughs> uh, and uh, I am peoples too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, we want to spend time with, uh, oh, hang on, pause. Uh, the picture has been found of me in my, uh, oh. uh Halloween costume. Hold in it up. Hold um, it up. Uh, my mom just texted dad found it. He'll send it. Okay. So, um, I, I, okay. Anyway, yes. um, I totally forgot what I was saying because I'm so excited for this to come. Uh, we're, we're peoples too, um, and so we're taking some time off. But part of it, instead of so our feed isn't dead, we are going to uh, um, uh, put this episode in our beers and ears uh, uh, feed. So yeah, that's uh, this will be a this is serving dual purpose. It's our season two finale and a vacation episode for beers and ears. I love it, <laughs> um, Chris. Uh, would you like to give the big reveal of when our next season comes back and what we are talking about? I'd love to. So we're going to come back in the first week of February, which I believe we said was February 4. Third. I think third? it's third. I was Hang so on. close. Let me confirm. He said that with February. such confidence and he didn't know for sure. That's crazy. February 3rd. Yes. February 3rd. We're going to come back February 3rd. Um, I'm really excited. This was Matt's idea. And I, I want to say a few people had mentioned that to me, too, as a, as a possible idea in the past. But Matt was the one who, like, said it. And this, I'm giving him the credit. We're doing discontinued television. What does that mean? That means that the show has to not have ended of its own accord. It has to not have ended uh, with some kind of nice bow on it. Like, sometimes shows know they're going to end and they, like, wrap it up real fast. Like, this has to be something that either did not get very far or got to a certain point and then had a weird cliffhanger that just never got resolved. Um, I'm really excited to, to jump into that. Um, I wondered if, if Matt's tease earlier of talking about shows that jumped the shark was on purpose or not. It was unintentional. Okay. It, it did work. I was very, I was like, this is unintentional. I was like, is, is, he tried, is he trying to tease that up a little bit? I wasn't sure. And now we do also know here at Discontinue on Display that that is a very long time without hearing the sweet, sweet sounds of Matt and my voice. So we do have some plans to drop something nice for you for the holiday season to enjoy a little callback to some of the things we talked about this season. So definitely still keep your eyes on your feed in uh, December because you might see us pop up and uh, say hello and happy holidays to you as well. Yes, nice. yeah, we, got, we got a couple things planned of, uh, of callbacks to this season. So um, yeah, you'll, you'll hear us during the holidays and then we will be busy curating television shows. So with that said, if you have a television show, uh, I know before we started recording, we revealed it to Casey. Casey uh, gave us one. Uh, so <laughs> please like give us, give us the TV show that you were hooked on that got taken from you was taken from you and Matt, you are they, still bitter about it how can they tell us all these amazing television oh shows? wow you guys are just as corny as matt and i are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can email us uh discontinued on display at gmail.com uh that's a great way to get a hold of us uh twitter and instagram twitter is at discontinued pod instagram is at discontinued on display um, you know, I am all, still I am still waiting on you guys to get a Facebook page. Yeah, I, I got to get on that. I'm, I'm just I'm saying I don't do the whole Twitter thing. Although I did Twitter today. Is that what you, I Twitter it? I tweet. I, tweet it? I, think I, never I tweeted on Facebook. it. I would if like I'm barely. I I'm so sorry. I've apologized all the time. I'm horrible with our Twitter, um, but I'm great <laughs> with our Instagram. And I feel if we got a Facebook, it would it would have the same fate as um our Twitter. Twitter. I mean, if you want a Facebook page, people, let me know and I will I will give you a gift. <laughs> I will give you that gift. See, our Facebook page has got like 480 people in it. So that's why I was like it's, it's like, it's a good group. So mostly yeah. friends of Matt and I, but yeah. Yeah, you know, there's some people there I don't know. <laughs> there are, yes. <laughs> yep, so um, anyway. Yeah. And I'll, as always, please rate and review us. Um, it's a great way for people to uh, hear um our voices. Our voices and all the crazy shenanigans that we get into over these seasons. And uh, uh, Casey, anything you want to plug? Oh, you know what? There is this other podcast that I like to call Matt's 
original podcast, not this mistress podcast he has over here called the Beers and Ears podcast. Now, uh, this is our sister podcast, part of the Sorcerer Network, Beers and Ears podcast. Um, if you aren't a follower of the show, we would love to have you find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears 1928. Find us on Facebook at Beers and Ears podcast. And you can also email us over there at Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Um, we talk all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, parks, in which case I'm leaving for a park in 36 hours. So I'm very excited. <laughs> Woo, jealous. I'm so pumped. I'm all packed. So I had a dream that I was at a Disney park and um, it was a good one. Like it was a good dream. It wasn't like one of my bad dreams. Yeah, it wasn't a bad dream. It was like, it, Chris, have it, I told you about these dreams that I have? No. So when I was a cast member, I had these dreams where... Um, where I was, at, I could see the Magic Kingdom. I could like almost touch it, but I, for whatever reason, could never get in. My park passes wouldn't work. I forgot them at home, or the Magic Kingdom was flooding and I was drowning. Like random stuff, and I couldn't get into the park. Like I have these dreams always leading up to trips. Oh my goodness! Except for this one, I have not had this dream yet, which concerns me because it might actually happen if it's not happening <laughs> in my dream. So yeah. Anyway. We're over the hour mark. That's crazy. Well, it's season we finale. We got to go out about. big. You know, we got to go out big. So but if we go if we go over an hour and one minute, that's when Matt has a connection. That's when things get thrown. I'm just, oh I'm boy, going to lose my. We should just sit mind. in silence for the next forty seconds. <laughs> and, and All right. Uh, well, we will be back, uh, and we will see you uh, throughout the holiday season, popping up here and there, saying hello, and uh, then we'll see you for our season three, uh, discontinued TV. But if we, if we don't see you before our uh, discontinued TV, have a happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.